rather than a pop because we've got a bottle of flat wine aren't we flat white flat white flat nice. white yeah so it's, not ha- it's not house uh no it's littles <laughs> <laughs> littles 449 that, but is it yeah it's nice that isn't it that's yeah, 5.99 that, that is oh wow <laughs> i thought it was 4.49 no welcome to the wine episode <laughs> Where we discuss wines from Lidl and yes. how much they cost, or how much I think they cost. <laughs> Will we make it to the end of the episode? Who knows? <laughs> oh, how's your week then? It's okay. It's oh, okay. Good. Yeah, it's very busy at the moment. Busy bitches. Busy bitch. All right, busy bitch. All right, busy bitch. We've got mm. lots of workers. <coughs> workers. Workers. Worker bees. Lots of worker bees in the house doing the electrics. Yes, you do. Um, the windows have been finished. Oh, Matt's been God. fitting some blinds. So. Wonderful. All is, all is well in the house. Excellent. How's your week been? Yes, yeah, all right. Good. It's going well. Yeah. Good, great Been grand. doing some knitting. Oh, I love a bit of... Yeah. I'm, I'm missing um, crafting this season, so yes. I might have you to... You haven't done anything for no, a long time, I think you? I need to get my needles out again and start... When we were in lockdown, pearl. the first lockdown, we did, um, we did a craft Zoom. We did. And you made a mask. I did make some masks. Yes. Yeah, I did. We didn't do that again, though, did we? No, we didn't. Only did that once. It's like book club. Oh yeah. Well, fucking book club drives me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what did Gina suggest that we read? Then we were both like, no, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. No. Right. Ready to rock and roll. Got any news? I have got some news. I've, I've got, got quite a few pieces of have news. Have you? Yeah. I've got one piece of news. I've got ghost news, UFO news, and an update from a previous episode amazing shall we sing the jingle that we love to sing oh yes please (laughs) ready oh no before we get into that can i just say yes i've really enjoyed the last couple of episodes me too but yeah I've really been looking forward mm-hmm. to a classic Dave and Soph sit down record. <laughs> Me too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Spooky season was a whirlwind of shorts. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Then we had Rob on talking yeah. about murder. Loved that. that was really interesting. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice to just kick back with your favourite podcast co-host in the world. <laughs> Have a glass of wine. Oh, yeah. And chew the fat. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Do you know Can't what I mean? Wait. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah. Well so, done. These glasses are good for drinking. They are. We they? should use these more mm. often. Anyway, <laughs> no, no news is good news, but some news might be nice news. Not for the dinner table. News. 
It's sensational. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like we're a bit giddy tonight. Am I through to the next round? You are. You're in. <laughs> I'm going to press the button. What's that one where they press it? I didn't watch any of them, so... Britain's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there we go. Don't watch that, I do don't you? Watch talent people. Britain's Got Village Idiots. That's what my <laughs> mum calls it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, do you want me to go first with some news? Yes, because I've only got one bit. Okay. So, my first bit mm-hmm. is all about I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Oh, so it started again. Yeah. But this time, rather than the Australian jungle, yeah. they're in Wales. Okay. Because of COVID. You, I did know that. I don't watch it. No, I know. But I did know that they were in a castle in Wales. They are in a castle. But the campmates or castle mates <gasps> seem to be experiencing paranormal activity already. Ooh. Reported in The Sun. Mm. The new celebs were joined by a creepy ghost on launch night, which can be seen lingering behind a window of the castle. And there's definitely like a figure. It's already been announced that ghost hunting tours will be available once the series ends. Uh, (laughs) Convenient. Yeah. But we'll keep you posted on paranormal activity at the castle of I'm a Celeb. Do you know what the castle's called? No. No, neither I don't I. watch it either, but I, I watched um, Vernon Kay eat a sheep's brain Ooh. and that lady from Coronation Street eat the vomit fruit. And then I was like, that's enough for me. No. That's enough. Anyway, news. Right, come on. Let's get Second back to it. Second piece of news. Yes. Remember in one of our spooky seasons, my mum gave us a listener's story. Yes. Whereby she talked about her mum, my nan, working in a geriatric hospital. Yeah. And we were like, I can't find where that geriatric hospital is. I went back to mum and asked her, and it turns out that that hospital is now the lock keepers no way yes do you know what i knew that the lock keepers used to be a um a hospital yeah oh amazing i know <gasps> to let rob and gina know about yeah that. we need to get a little investigation yeah. in there that'd be amazing oh yeah i bet there's loads of ghosts in there i bet there are mm-hmm and Fabulous. finally, yeah. my creme de la creme. Love it. The piece of news I found today and thought Sophie is going to love it. Cherry on top. Reported yeah. in Yorkshire Live, <sighs> man says he saw Robbie Williams on a spaceship after being abducted by bold <laughs> aliens in Bingley. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is the best piece of not for the dinner table news I think we have ever had. I know. End podcast. Drop the mic. Switch it off. <laughs> let's get pissed. Don't need any more than that, do you? No. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is enough. But there is more. Come on. Russ Kellett, 57, who's been researching close encounters for years, yeah. claims that he caught a glimpse of the Take That star when he was abducted whilst riding his motorbike in 1999. <laughs> right. Yes. The abduction, which took place near Druid's Altar in Bingley around 10pm when he was coming home from a friend's house. Druid's Altar? I know. Yes, please. I know. This has got everything. <laughs> he said... 
I went through a tunnel and ended up in a room with tall, bold aliens. Yeah. They had the look of a human, but were 10 foot tall. That's not the norm, is it? No. There were some smaller ones and they all looked the same. I am saying, what's going on? I had a tube in... What's going on? (laughs) Awake in a spaceship (laughs) and step outside and there's gold aliens. (laughs) And Robbie Williams and I scream at the top of my lungs. What's going on? (laughs) We need to calm down today. So he's saying, what's going on? He had a tube in his mouth and down his throat and he was panic stricken. Right. Russ says that he was placed in another room and given a uniform and weapons. He said, a helmet went over my head. That's what I remember. Later on, I started remembering stuff. And he says that he saw Robbie Williams, Hmm. who was part of his military unit abroad, abroad, Mm -hmm. aboard, the alien vessel. vessel. Amazing. I am in a military unit on a mission. He, Robbie Williams, yeah. is behind me. Yeah. We had helmets on. I was ready to go on a mission. <laughs> I looked at him. He must have been leader one. I oh. said, don't I know you from somewhere, Robbie, Will? An alien then shouted, get back in line, mm. says Russ. And you don't mess with these dudes, he adds. Oh my God. This is serious stuff. It's not a joke. It's called abduction. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Okay. Several years (laughs) after Russ's alleged alien encounter, Robbie Williams went public about his own interest in extraterrestrial life. And I can remember this. Mm. Williams also claimed an alien visited him at his recording studio in Arizona. And the Take That singer, songwriter, has also made a documentary for BBC Radio 4 on the topic. But according to the Daily Star, Mm. Robbie did not deny the story, but said no comment. Ah, so he's there? He was there. He was there? Funnily enough, Russ does have a book coming out very shortly. No way! But can you imagine being, like... You get abducted by aliens. That in itself is like mind blowing. But yeah. then you turn around and see Robbie Bloody Williams. You'd be like, I'm either on like, and he just I'm come tripping. back. He's either dropped some acid. Yeah, he's tripping his face off. Yeah, listening to Bloody Angels, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe he went to sleep listening to Robbie Williams, and then as I've had some really weird dreams this week. Yeah. Because of stuff that's happened during the day. And I just think, like, it's all connected to that. Anywho, that's my news. Where's your news? Right, so my news is just a little story that actually, that uh, is about Ernest and his ghost adventures, because he seems to have a lot. But um, my dad uh, came over with my mum the other day and sat in the lounge and dad was showing Ernest some photographs and videos on his phone which were of a little girl who is related to us. And she's about three, mm-hmm. two or three. And Ernest says, who's that little girl, Grandad? And uh, Grandad says, oh, it's just, you know, your, your third cousin twice removed or whoever she is. And uh, Ernest's like, oh, is she evil? 
And dad was like, no, she's not evil. And he said, and Ernest said, she looks like the little girl that comes up the stairs and hides behind the door in my bedroom. No, he didn't. Full stop. That is what he said. And I was like, what? I didn't hear him say that. I only found out two days later that he'd said that to dad because dad was like, did you hear what Ernest said to me the other night? And I was like, no, what did he say? And he was, and he told me and I was like, fuck off. What is that about? Because I see stuff on that stairs yeah. all the time out of my, the corner of my eye, all the time. Maybe we need to get the K2 meter just in that area. Yeah. And just like bring the cat ball and stuff. Yeah. When Ernie's up at Ames. It's weird, isn't it? That is weird. But like, is that like the little girl who comes up the stairs and hides behind my bedroom door? <sighs> no. No. No, thank you, Stay Ernest. tuned for more Ernest and his ghost adventures. <laughs> I literally <laughs> feel like he has so many more ghost adventures than me. He does. He's loving it. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. It made me oh, feel a little bit a, sick. Yeah, it makes me feel a bit goose pimple. Yeah. Goose pimple. Like a great big pimple goose. <laughs> like a great big pimple goose. Oh. Right then, safe. What's Are we going, going into on? It? Are we going into it? What's We're going, going in. <laughs> Are you ready, Dave? Yes. Modern scientists now believe under the Earth's fascinating exterior is an unbroken series of layers, crusts, and liquid magma. We have to say magma like that. Magma. Surrounding a dense, hot core made primarily of iron and nickel. Do we believe that? Or think it stinks? (sighs) Could there actually be more residing underneath us right now than we think? Is it really hell down there? Or in fact, heaven in earth, getting ready to save us from turmoil and destruction. (laughs) Today, Dave, we are talking hollow earth. Sensational. Thank you. That was brilliant. That's the first time I've done a little intro. Yeah, I loved that. Do you believe it? Or think it stinks? Is, is it, it real? Or a load of hijinks? We don't know, but we love the conspiracy fondue. Do, 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 do. Yeah! For new listeners, if you don't know what the conspiracy fondue is, once in a while we pick a conspiracy out of a fondue set because we are called not for the dinner table. We then research said conspiracy and at the end of our research and episode, we rate the conspiracy out of five for yeah. the five pieces of cutlery you find at the dinner table. Wonderful. Take it away, so. Okay. So, I got sucked into a mythological wormhole, Dave. Oh, I love a mythological wormhole. So I'm going to talk about Hollow Earth in myth and legend. Please. And leave the rest to you. Regale me. I'm regaling. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know a lot of myths have nods to us having a Hollow Earth? I did not. I decided to take a look at a few of these. We're starting in ancient Greece. Of course we are. 
the Underworld. Following their final victory against the Titans, three brothers divided the world amongst themselves. Zeus was given domain over the sky and air and was recognised as Overlord. Poseidon was given the sea and all the waters. Whereas Hades was given the underworld, the realm of the dead. (laughs) Also, Tartarus in ancient Greek mythology is the deep abyss below the Earth's crust that is used as a dungeon of torment and suffering for wicked, for the wicked, and as the prison for the Titans. Uh, Tartarus is said to be as far below Hades as the earth is below the heavens. Tartarus is the place where, according to Plato, souls were judged after death and where the wicked received divine punishment. (sighs) So basically, Greek myth states to us that below the earth is Hades' underworld and below that, presumably is the centre of the earth, is Tartarus. Wow. So I can imagine that that came to be because of the heat, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I I associate, I said this to Andy earlier and he pissed his pants, but I associate naughty things with being hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But do you, like, too hot to handle, like... Oh, hot stuff. Yeah, like hot, yeah. Hot to trot. Hot... Yeah, it's too hot. Like, if... And hell is hot. (laughs) There's fire in hell. Fire and brimstone. I like this tenuous link. I feel like I'm on Only Connect. Well, there we go. (laughs) So, Greek is the underworld. Yes. Okay. Now we're going to Ireland for some Celtic myth. Oh. The gate to hell. This is still there today. What? Yeah. A small opening in a ditch in a, mod- in a modern field boundary in Roscommon, Ireland, is led to believe to be the gate to hell. It leads to a network of caves where there have been over 240 archaeological finds. Wow. Yeah. The story goes, early Christians believed that the gate opened on Halloween every year, allowing dead souls to enter the world of the living from hell through the portal. We've covered something similar to that. I'm sure we have. (laughs) Yes, I think we've spoken about the gates to hell in some of the... I think it might have been in spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, others believed that dangerous beasts emerged from the cave, including a triple-headed monster. So, another belief that hollow earth is evil. Yeah. So, evil. also in Ireland, there is another gate to hell. They haven't just got one. They've got two. Well, they're being greedy now. They're they're quite greedy. (laughs) Stop hogging all of the gates to hell, Ireland. we want some. (laughs) (laughs) On a small island in the middle of an Irish lake called Loch Derg. I like that. There is a gateway to hell. 
The story goes that Jesus showed St. Patrick a cave on Station Island. Some, uh, the cave is sometimes described as a pit or a well. Okay. So it might not, but it's an opening in the ground. Where the saint received visions of punishments of hell. So he's looking in and he's seeing all sorts of nasty things going on. He's probably looking into the Greek underworld. Yeah. That's what he's seeing. Um, And he was able to then use this site as proof of Christian afterlife for his followers to make more people believe in the Christian faith. So history does not actually confirm whether the saint actually visited the island or whether it was just associated with him later but the monastery on the island that still exists today is called St Patrick's Purgatory. Wow! Mm. So we're leaving Ireland now. Where are we jetting off to? to Tibet. (gasps) Tibetan Buddhism and ancient Hindu traditions call hollow earth Shambhala. Shambhala is a Sanskrit word. Do you know what Sanskrit is, Dave? It is one of the most ancient languages in the world. You're right. Many words <laughs> and mantras used within the practice of yoga are Sanskrit origin. They are. I thought you might know that. <laughs> Which translates to place of peace or place of silence. It's mentioned not only in Buddhism, but is referred to in ancient scriptures too. Shambhala is the land of the thousand names. Mm. They believe Shambhala to be a hidden kingdom that exists inside of Earth, a magical place which we cannot possibly comprehend and is extremely difficult to find. So I've got a little quote here. Oh, yeah. From the Buddhists, direct. <laughs> you called them up. I did. I rang, rang up. Zoomed. Buddhist. Zoomed with all of the Buddhists. <laughs> with the chief Buddhist, <laughs> chief Buddhism man or woman. <laughs> and what did they have to say? They said, the land of Shambhala lies in a valley. It is only approachable through a ring of snow peaks like the petals of a lotus. You see those two hills? Shambhala is between (laughs) those two hills. At the centre is a nine-storey crystal mountain which stands over a sacred lake and a place adorned with a lapis coral gems and pearls. Shambhala is a kingdom where humanity's wisdom is spared from the destructions and corruptions of time and history, ready to save the world in its hour of need. (laughs) Did they they put emphasis on that last bit? They did. They said it just like that. (laughs) So... We have now turned it from evil underworld... Yes. ...to beautiful, bountiful place ready to save us outside livers, air breathers, you know... Surface dwellers. ...from rack and ruin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. So, we're leaving... 
Tibet and we are off to Germany. Are we? We are. We're talking about Hitler and Hollow Earth. Oh, yes. <clears throat> there is a legend that Hitler and many of his Nazi minions escaped Germany in the closing days of World War II and fled to Antarctica, where at the South Pole, they had discovered an entrance to the Earth. According to the Hollow Earth Research Society in Ontario, Canada, they are still there. Oh my gosh. After the war, the organisation claims that Allies discovered that more than 2,000 scientists from Germany and Italy had vanished, along with almost a million people, to the land beyond the South Pole. The story gets more complicated with Nazi-designed UFOs, spoken about them, haven't we? Yeah. Nazi collaborations with people who live in the centre of the Earth and the explanation for Aryan-looking UFO pilots. We've spoken about them as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. While the evidence for either Hollow Earth, the Earth... While the evidence for the Hollow Earth theory is close to nil, the story involving Nazis, war and adventures sounds like a great indiana jones story it really does in fact it actually inspired the novel indiana jones and hollow earth by max mccoy which i did not know existed but i'm definitely gonna buy and read oh my gosh yeah where indy comes into the possession of a mysterious journal also why has this not been made into a film to hinting at the existence yes of an underground civilization that he and the Nazis raced to find. Wow. So I've got two more. Are we all right for time? Yeah. Only, they're only short. Brazilian Indians now. Okay. We're going to Brazil. I feel like we are on a worldwide we're on, we're, tour. We're, I'm taking him on a journey. I'm, I'm on it. You're there. Brazilian Indians who lived alongside the Parima River in Brazil claimed that their forefathers emerged in ancient times from an underground land and that many of their ancestors still remain inside the earth. Ancestors of the Inca supposedly came from the caves which are located east of the Cuzco, Peru. Wow. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. And the last one, I had to save this to last because we're giving a little nod to Nordic myth. And this is complete conjecture. Conjecture? Conjecture. Conjecture. Because I wanted to try and involve our friend Odin. Thanks, Odin. Thanks, Odin. <laughs> we're talking about Erdswell. <gasps> and you know, you love it when I say Erds and Norns. In mythology, Urd's well is where the three Norns weave the fates of humankind. It is also directly between Midgard, our world, and Helheim, the realm of the dead. Could it be that Urd's well is a reference to the supposed openings which leads to hollow earth? Oh. So once again, Dave, we can thank Odin 
for Holloway. Thanks, Odin. Thanks, Odin. And I need to thank Geek History and Prehistory Blogspot, Yogapedia, Atlas Obscura, and Modern Norse Heathen. Oh, that was fab. There you go. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. A mythological adventure across the earth and into it. Around the globe and inside it. (laughs) (laughs) We have penetrated that globe right up. From all different angles. We had all the positions. We were going in it in Germany. Then we yeah. went to Tibet. Then yeah. Norway. Over Brazil. to Brazil. Ireland twice. Yeah. One at the top and one at the bottom, I hope. <laughs> okay, Sophie, you ready for me to take over? Yeah, I'm ready. Take me on an adventure inside <laughs> the earth. So, I'm going to talk about some recent encounters with Hollow Earth before looking at some of the scientific evidence suggesting that the Earth is indeed not hollow so that we can have an educated overview before making our rating. Well, yes, because that was all myth and legend. Yes, but... No facts. There must always be... I always feel with myth and legend that there must be a slither based in reality of truth yeah maybe that truth is a drunken person just came out of a ditch and went I'll sell down there that is <laughs> but isn't there um, we spoke about in one of the castle episodes about the King Arthur rising from the round table and yes. that was down a rabbit hole or a cave hole yeah it was cave hole <laughs> cave hole <laughs> So what I found interesting about my research into this topic was like our episode on the lizard people, Hollow Earth seems to incorporate a lot of paranormal phenomenon, including missing time, UFOs, otherworldly beings, telepathy, and maybe a connection to the Black Knight satellite. No. Mm -hmm. Black Knight satellite. (laughs) The first album from Epsilon Boots. (laughs) in store soon <laughs> come on come on producers and it's definitely going to be our rendition of what's up yeah but it's going to be yeah what's, what's going, going on? on in brackets alien abduction alien abduction <laughs> that's what's going on <laughs> anyway yeah so away from its mentions in different mythologies that you've covered spectacularly across the world, which is also really interesting that many different peoples and civilizations all have a story to do with yeah. underground or hollow earth or whatever. And it's like heaven or hell. Indeed. The hollow earth concept was suggested by Edmund Haley, most famous for Haley's comment. In the late 17th century, he posited that the earth was hollow or contained a substantial interior space. Ooh. Mm. I can imagine it does contain a substantial interior space. Mm, well, hold that thought, okay. my dear. This proposal was disproved. Oh. <laughs> And the theory of hollow earth soon drifted into the realm of pseudoscience 
before crossing into the realm of science fiction with Jules Verne's book Journey to the Centre of the Earth and its later film adaptations. That was on my watch list this week and I didn't manage to watch yeah, it. Yeah, watch the... What I think is... I wanted to watch the old one. I didn't want to watch the new one with what's-his-face in it. The Rock in it. No. Oh, watch it. It's good. I've watched that one. It's oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Coming on from Haley, John Cleve Sims, who in 1818 suggested that the Earth consisted of a hollow shell approximately 1,300 kilometres or 810 miles thick, with openings of approximately 2,300 kilometres across or 1,400 miles. Now keep that oh my God, number Dave, in your head no. at both poles. I wish I had a pen. Inside the outer shell was said to be four further inner shells, each also open at the poles, so you could go like... Top or bottom, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Symes and others then started arguing for an expedition to the North Pole to see whether this theory could be confirmed. But unfortunately, Symes died in 1913 before an expedition could be undertaken. Bugger. Yes. Following Symes, a mathematician known as Leonard Euler put forward another theory that the Earth was indeed hollow. It didn't have inner shells, but did have an internal sun 600 miles across. Mm. He also believed that an advanced race was living in hollow Earth. Oh, wow. The Nazis are there. (laughs) Over time... Theories of Hollow Earth have morphed and changed from Halley and Sims. But in the 20th century, it was speculated by Dr. Raymond Bernard that UFOs don't come from space, but actually from Hollow Earth. (gasps) The same reason for their appearance is used in the sense that UFOs first appeared after humans started using atomic weapons. But... He claims they are not from an advanced civilization from the stars, but they are from an advanced civilization right under our feet. Oh my god. Haven't we spoken about the little slit in the side of the Himalayas that's like shooting out UFOs? Left, all over right, the place? and center. <laughs> <laughs> Others claim that there are multiple entrances into oh, Hollow Earth, yes. not just in the North and well, South Poles. We know that, obviously, already. One such claim by yeah. Lobsang Rampa ah. was that an entranceway to Hollow Earth lay in the Himalayas ah. of Tibet. Oh, yes. This Shambhala. claim... Shambhala. Shambhala, indeed. We <laughs> oh, we're going to Shambhala. Shambhala. <laughs> Oh, back to the hidden city. <laughs> We're going to learn all the knowledge of the ancient peoples of the earth. <laughs> I'm going to edit all of this out. No, you've got to leave the little songs in. This claim probably stemmed from the work of French occultist St. Yves de Alvedere who in the book titled The Kingdom of Argatha detailed a hidden city or world whose entrance lay in Asia. Again, the idea of technologically, spiritually and socially advanced civilizations were discussed by de Alvedere, but he also stated that the peoples of Agatha wouldn't reveal themselves until the human race formed a synarchic 
or harmonious civilization across the world. Oh, never gonna happen. It ain't never gonna happen. No, stop it, because I'm already thinking about going into En Vogue's Never Gonna Get It. <laughs> Another explorer, Ferdinand Ossendowski, was also told of Agatha's existence by Buddhists mm. and wrote about it in his book. So, in the 1940s, interest in the hollow earth theory was resurrected by Ray Palmer when he published a series of articles in Amazing Stories magazine from Richard S. Shaver. Stay with me on this because yes. this gets a bit much. Come on. Shaver claimed to have first-hand knowledge of the history and current occupants of Hollow Earth, Love which it. he said were made up of a cavern system that crisscrossed under the entire planet. Right. Known as the Dero, the inhabitants were descendants of a race of extraterrestrial giants that moved to Earth millions of years ago. Right. These were they bald and took Robbie Williams? Possibly. I mean, it's all linking together it's here. It's all together. <laughs> I now. feel like we're solving <laughs> the hollow earth theory. We are. These descendants were said to have created the ancient and fabled cities of Atlantis and Lemuria. Right. Technologically advanced, they lived happily until the sun started throwing out some dangerous UV and radiation. Oh, no. Most of the giants fled the planet, but others went inwards into hollow Earth. Of course they did. Though, according to uh, Palmer, many suffered radiation sickness and mutations becoming shadows of their former selves. And I've lightened that up because he was like, they became hideous mutated oh, no. freaks. So, as you can see, the idea of hollow earth and an advanced civilization has seeped from mythology into conspiracy theory up to the 20th century. But where are the sightings? Has anyone they? visited hollow earth? Not me. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> you but I'm are. I'm hoping to open Little Dean's Gate to Hell this afternoon. <laughs> oh, well, probably this weekend, maybe. We could go searching for it. Might be at Seedley Ponds. Or Dinah Anton as well. Oh, yeah, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Admiral Richard E. Bird. Right. Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd was an American naval officer and explorer. I've read about this. Given the Medal of Honour, the highest honour for valour given by the United States, he was a respected member of the US Navy. Yes. As an American aviator and polar explorer, it was his journey on the 19th of February 1947 over the North Pole that really changed the Hollow Earth theory. Right. Captured in his missing diary, Admiral Byrd describes his encounter with a strange land that shouldn't be there. Everything starts normal. His systems and plane are working fine. Great. He experiences a bit of turbulence and adjusts accordingly, but everything below him is extremely Arctic-like. Wonderful. Nine, ten, how do you say it? How do you say hours? 910. 0, 0,910 0, hours. That's what we're going for. 0, yeah. Yeah. 0, 0,910. I don't know. I 10 don't know. past 9. 
<laughs> he reports that his magnetic and gyro compasses are beginning to gyrate oh. and wobble and he is unable to keep his bearing. So he moves to use a bearing with his sun compass. He also mentions that his controls seem sluggish, but there's no indication of icing. Yes. I'm just going to say, bit like Flight 51 over Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Is it Flight 51 or 31? I don't know. That flight. That that flight. Because their compasses started to jiggle. They did. Five minutes later, he spots mountains in the distance. Mm. We've had mountains mentioned in quite a lot of the topics that we've been talking about so far. You talked about crystal mountains. I did. 29 minutes elapses and he confirms that the mountain range is still there and it's something he's never seen before. Ooh. At 10am, he crosses the mountain range. Beyond it is a valley with a small river running through it. It's like he is describing Shambhala to me. It is green and lush. He states... Something is definitely wrong and and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow. (gasps) To the port side of the plain, forests are growing on mountain slopes. The navigation systems are still not working. He further explores the valley, noting that the light seems different and that he can't see the sun anymore. Then he notices a creature that looks like a woolly mammoth. Oh, He continues flying for another hour. The temperature is registering 74 degrees Fahrenheit, Mm. so about 23. Right. And the radio... It's nice, balmy. Yeah, balmy, definitely. Have a barbecue in 23 degrees. Oh, we have. (laughs) Many a time. And the radio on the plane is no longer functioning. I should add, there is another person with him. He's got another co-pilot radio person. Right. At 11.30, he reports that the plane is no longer responding to commands and that there are aircraft approaching off the port and starboard wings. The craft are classic UFO-like disc-shaped with a type of swastika on them. Right. The plane still won't respond. The swastika is also tied to buddhism though isn't it yes and isn't a symbol of peace originally it it was like yin and yang Mm. originally but the nazis took it and made it their swastika after five minutes of this radio the radio crackles to life and a voice speaks in english with a slight nordic accent nordic i can't is it odin it's odin Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. Please try and do a Nordic accent. We shall land you in exactly... No, I can't. I can't do it. Hello. Hello. Sweden. Welcome. No, because I go all German. Welcome, Admiral. (laughs) It's Hitler. Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly 10 minutes. Relax, Admiral, you are in good hands. Oh my God. After the plane lands, he makes one last entry into the flight log, stating that several men are approaching the plane. They are tall and blonde, and in the distance, Uh. 
is a large shimmering city pulsating with rainbow hues of colour. Wow! Mm-hmm. Following the log, Admiral Byrd then describes his encounter with the beings he and his radio man encountered. They are taken to a city that he saw in the distance, which is like nothing he has ever seen, describing it as crystal-like. They're taken to a room and given a warm beverage drink. And then after a 10 further minutes, he is told that he has to accompany two of the men. He is told he's going to have an audience with the master. Oh. Upon meeting, they have a conversation which goes as follows. We have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well known on the surface world, Admiral. Surface world, I half gasp under my breath. Yes, the master replies with a smile. You are in the domain of the Ariani, the inner world of the earth. We shall not long delay your mission and you will be safely escorted back to the surface and for a distance beyond. But now, Admiral, I shall tell you why you have been summoned here. Mm. Our interest (coughs) rightly begins just after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was at that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugelrads... The Flugelrads? ...to your surface world to investigate what your race had done. Oh, no. That is, of course, past history now, my dear Admiral, but I must continue on. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's wars and barbarity, but now we must for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for man, namely that of atomic energy. Oh, no. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the powers of your world, and yet they do not heed. Uh-oh. Now you have been chosen to be witness here that our world does exist. Oh, you see, no. our culture and science is many thousands of years beyond your race, Admiral. He interrupts with, but what does that have to do with me? The master's eyes seem to penetrate deeply into his mind. And after studying him for a few moments, he replied, your race has now reached the point of no return. For there are those among you who would destroy your very world rather than relinquish their power as they know it. Hmm, sounds familiar. Yeah. I nodded and the master continued, In 1945 and afterwards, we tried to contact your race, but our efforts were met with hostility. Our flugelrads were fired upon, even pursued with malice and animosity by your fighter planes. So now I say to you, my son, there is a great storm gathering in your world, a black fury that will not spend itself for many years. There will be no answer in your arms. There will be no safety in your science. Oh, God. It may rage on until every flower of your culture is trampled. It may rage on until 2020. And all human (laughs) things are levelled in vast chaos. Your recent war was only a prelude of what is yet to come for your race. Oh, no. We here see it more clearly with each hour. Do you say I am mistaken? No, I answer. It happened once before, the Dark Ages came, and they lasted for more than 500 years. Oh, my lord. Yes, my son, replied the master. The Dark Ages that will come now for your race will cover the earth like a pall. But I believe 
that some of your race will live through the storm. Beyond that, I cannot say. We see at a great distance a new world stirring from the ruins of your race, seeking its lost and legendary treasures, and they will be here, my son, safe in our keeping. When that time arrives, we shall come forward again to help revive your culture and your race. Perhaps by then you will have learned the futility of war and its strife, and after that time, certain of your culture and science will be returned for your race to begin anew. You, my son, are to return to the surface world with this message. Mm. So after this, Bird was taken back to his plane and escorted back across the area. At quarter past two p.m. Right. A radio message comes across stating that they will leave him now and that his controls are free. Once the controls are assumed, and at 20 past two, he is back above the ice of the Arctic and in contact with his base camp. And 40 minutes later, he lands. Bloody hell. I know. During that time, he has traversed 1,700 miles. Oh my God. But what did I say about the hole being approximately 1,400? Wow. So that's weird. After this encounter and upon returning to the US, Admiral Byrd attended the Pentagon and was questioned about his discovery for six hours and 39 minutes. Oh, God. I bet he was fucking knackered for me. I mean, I'd just be like, oh, I'd love one of those underworld warm beverages yeah, again. Yeah, Jesus Christ, take me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is ordered to remain silent in regard to all that he has learned. No, because they bloody know about it already. Indeed. But what is even more strange is that he went on another expedition to the Antarctic in 1956. And though we don't have as much detail as his trip in 1947 to the North Pole, he is also said to have encountered a strange land, which leads further credence to the claim of entry points to the hollow earth in the poles. Ah. Upon further research, there are other tales of discoveries of land at the poles and even trips to, uh, to Hollow Earth. Bunga's oasis, named for Lieutenant Commander David Bunga, who discovered it, was a piece of land ice-free in the Antarctic. It had lakes of many colours, each warmer than the ocean, and had beaches that sloped to the lakes. The oasis was roughly square-shaped and points to warmer climates in the, po in the poles. Mm. Another account comes from a patient of a Dr. Nephi Cottom, who states the following. I lived near the Arctic Circle in Norway. One summer, my friend and I made up our minds to take a boat trip together and go as far as we could into the North Country. At the end of... The one month we had travelled far into the north beyond the pole and into a strange new country. We were much astonished at the weather there, warm and at times at night it was almost too warm to sleep. Then we saw something so strange that we both were ast astonished. Ahead of the warm open sea we were on what looked like a great mountain. Mm. Into that mountain at a certain point the ocean seemed to be emptying Mystified, we continued in that direction and found ourselves sailing into a vast canyon leading into the interior of the earth. We kept sailing and then we saw what 
surprised us, a sun shining inside the earth. We saw that the inner surface of the earth was divided as the other one is, into both land and water. There is plenty of sunshine and both animal and vegetable life abounds there. We sailed further and further into this fantastic country. Fantastic because everything was huge in size. Plants are big, trees gigantic, and finally we came to giants. Oh. They were dwelling in homes and towns just as we do on the Earth's surface, and they used a type of electrical conveyance like a monorail car to transport people. It ran along the rivers, edge from town to town. That sounds great. But that's really bizarre because this sort of train-like technology Mm. is mentioned in loads of different research that I read. Like, if this civilization exists, they friggin' love trains. Trains. Yeah. What a um, train enthusiast called? What are they called? Train spotters. Yeah. Several of the inner earth inhabitants, huge giants, detected our boat on the river and were quite amazed. They were, however, quite friendly. We were invited to dine with them in their homes and so my companion and I separated, he going with one giant to that giant's home and I going with another. Oh, why would you do that? If we went to Middle Earth, I keep calling it Middle Earth, if we went to Hollow Earth together... We would stick together. We would stick together. Is, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going with first, that giant? What is the first rule of any adventure? Stick together. Never split up. Never split up. No. So, they stayed with the giants for one year, enjoying their companionship as much as they enjoyed knowing them. They observed many strange and unusual things during the visit with these remarkable people and were continually amazed at their scientific progress and inventions. Mm-hmm. I know, it's just so, so unbelievably weird. They still shouldn't have split up. So what is going on? Naturally, all of these accounts <laughs> haven't, been, that. haven't been proven or substantiated, but they are widely imaginative and also have a lot of similarities. Mm. So is there a hollow earth that contains an contains an advanced civilization another supporting claim to this civilization is the existence of the black knight satellite what that we've spoken about in this podcast when allegedly discovered the black knight satellite's orbit passed directly over both poles which other satellites had trouble in doing at that time The argument is whether it emerged from one of the poles and continued to rotate around its point of origin. And to this day, no country has claimed ownership. As you've already mentioned, Soph, this theory spans into many others. It splinters into theories that cover Nazis retreating to Hollow Earth. It talks about giants, highly advanced beings and UFOs. Yeah. But having listened to the presented information, is there any truth? Here are the counterpoints. Right, come on. Seismic with it. activity. Right. Our current picture of the structure of the Earth has been arrived at through seismic waves. And though it can't disprove the existence of substantial interiors such as um, the massive body of water that was discovered in 2014 it can disprove a fully hollow earth the evidence indicates the earth is mostly filled with solid rock mantle and crust liquid nickel iron alloy and a solid nickel iron inner core Mm. so 
Seismic activity says it's not, it's definitely not hollow. Yeah. But there could be huge interiors. Chasms. Chasms. Huge chasms in the earth. (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking like that today. OTT. Gravity. Another set of scientific arguments against a hollow earth or any hollow planet comes from gravity. Yeah. Massive objects tend to clump together gravitationally, creating a non-hollow spherical object. Yes. The solid spheroid is the best way in which to minimise the gravitational potential energy of a rotating physical object. Having hollowness is unfavourable in the energetic sense. Right. So... Basically, what they're saying is planets don't form that way. Okay. But again, they're not... That doesn't really disprove that there couldn't be larger interiors. Yes. So it's not fully hollow. And I think I completely... Yeah. Oh, I I agree. I agree. It's not fully fully hollow. hollow. There's nickel at the core. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then finally, direct observation. Yeah. So they haven't been able to drill a hole big enough to see whether it is hollow or not. The furthest that we've gone into the Earth is about 7.5 miles. Right. I I was going to ask you about that. How far have we gone? That's not very far. No. Why have we not gone further than that? Because it gets too hot. Ah, okay. This is too hot. So like, you know the film The Core? You never seen The Core? (laughs) The beautiful course. The beautiful course. You never seen Robbie the film Williams The Core. Robbie one of those cores. Fucking hell, we're it's like all connected. On it. It's all connected. It's all connected. I feel like we need a whiteboard, some red string, yeah. pins, and pictures. Definitely. <laughs> Loads of fags. Yeah. Loads of bottles of wine. Hanging out. Yeah. D- dimly lit room. Whiskey. White shirts and black ties. Yeah. Really greasy hair. <laughs> <laughs> So they haven't gone. No, down. I've never seen the film The Core. Well, that's some follow-up research. Okay, I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to watch the Journey to the Centre yeah. of the Earth, the one with the rocking and the original. Yeah. Okay, three films. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I'm going to do it next week. So yeah, although we haven't driven drilled yeah for further enough to say yeah it's definitely not hollow right. the fact that it gets so hot that you have to stop drilling yeah points to the fact that it's not hollow maybe it gets really hot and then once you get past the hot bit it gets cold again <laughs> possibly I'm just conjecturing possibly okay so what what are your thoughts safe what are your thoughts so on I hollow think earth that there are chasms Hmm. huge chasms in the earth okay well let's cover it off so right point one i don't think it's hollow okay point two chasms i think there are chasms definitely point three do you think there is an advanced civilization in those chasms i don't know i don't know maybe what was that little spaceship that came out of I mean, there's loads of and there's loads Where of theories the now. Where did that light come from? That UFOs might be interdimensional rather than interplanetary. But what if they are? Like, what if there is a hidden civilization that we don't know about? Well, I mean, look there's at. There's no evidence, though, is Dave, there? <clears throat> look at the civilization, the um, 
Right, you might have to cut this out because I don't <laughs> actually know what I'm talking about here. But I'm sure not that long ago, we found it a, not me, but explorers found a group of people living in the rainforest somewhere that we had no idea were there. Yeah. And they lived on the surface of the earth. That's very true. And I'm sure that that's a true story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We definitely, there are definitely indigenous tribes Tribes. that live in forests and jungles. (laughs) Yeah. That we don't so, know yes, about. So yes, I think there could be, mm. not like a, I, I definitely could think that there could be people that live in caves that we don't know about. Well, we won't know what until we get think? disclosure. So number one, I do not believe that the whole earth is no, hollow. No, I do not believe that either. Scientifically, it's possible for large caverns and chasms to exist. Yes. Are they populated by giants or an advanced civilization? <laughs> I am unsure. I, I would like to say yes. Or advanced civilization. But I definitely think there is a possibility that there could be people living in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think the sort of advanced civilization theory kind of comes from our sort of savior complex. Yeah. So we want some, like, so some group or something to come in and, like, sort us all out. Like and Superman. But it's really, in what I find really interesting is the messages that were Admiral Byrd was writing about yes. are really similar to what other abductees go through when they're mm. abducted. So yes. this message of you need to go back and tell people to stop using nuclear weapons yeah. because that's bad. So like there seems to be in the research that we've done general themes that that flow through this phenomenon of being in hollow earth yeah through to the abduction phenomenon yes. of individuals that get abducted and the message that comes across yeah and the fact that ufos only started being seen that we know of because there's loads of ufos in ancient paintings that we need to talk about uh can we do an episode on that please ufos and ancient paintings yeah yeah let's do it um, so, yeah, I think I don't, I'm unsure about the whole advanced civilizations, but the secrecy around the poles and the amount of activity that countries undertake to investigate them yeah. is intriguing, yeah. even if it is just scientific. Yeah. But my conclusion, Sophie, right, is perhaps time yeah. will be the resolving factor to this mystery. Yes. Because if is it because. If we, as a civilization, can't get our act together with regards to climate change, sooner or later, all of the ice will have gone and we will, if we're still around, we'll be able to see what's there. Yeah, we'll be able to see that great big stinking trapdoor that's at the top. Don't you look down that trapdoor! That's what I always think when I think of the North and the South Pole. I think that there is a trapdoor mm. on the top with a big iron ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you giving it out of uh, five? Well, uh, well, it's not hollow. So I'm going to uh, give it a one. No. Yeah, okay. Because it's not hollow. It's not hollow. It's not. They should stop calling it the hollow earth theory. They should call it the chasm earth theory or the caves 
the cheese earth theory. Cheese, yeah, I like that. Yeah, lots not of that holes. it's made of cheese. The holy earth. The holy earth. <laughs> I think I would agree with you if I had to assess this conspiracy on the fact that it's hollow earth. Yeah. It's no, not, I don't even not. think I, I can't even give it a one because it's not hollow. No. So like that's a zero okay. out of five. I'm yes, not giving I'm it anything. There. Let's do that. But zero. if we go a little bit further in and talking about chasms, caverns, yes, hidden cities. Yes. I mean, there are hidden cities. Yes. Look at the boy on Google Earth that found that hidden Inca city exactly. in the jungle. Okay, so I think we're saying we're saying we don't believe it we don't we believe think it, it stinks. yes it's not real it's a load of hijinks but there are a few circumstances but there are a few things that resonate yes. with other theories yes there are but and great i fucking loved researching it yeah i loved it but i do also think if there is an advanced civilization mm. that is technologically more advanced which yes. is what everybody hypes on about yes this was the year to reveal yourselves <laughs> and i know we've got a couple of weeks left so also yeah so it could happen or maybe they're like they've just got to work it out for themselves mm They've just got to... Get through this. Get, <laughs> don't. Don't do it. <laughs> they got to get through this. No. Got to right. get through this. Well, listeners, that we was, have... Full on. That was, was full that like on. Hours and hours and hours. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that conspiracy fondue. Yes. But thank you for listening. If you mm. enjoyed this episode, why not check out some of our other conspiracy fondue episodes? Such as episode 20, Chemtrails. Episode 33, Princess Diana. That was a good one, that oh, was. Oh, that it? was a good that one. Was a I, good I felt like a investigative yeah, journalist and me I felt like we were going to get hunted down and like slapped with a order episode 40 flat earth and time travel and episode 43 my best friend's a lizard person That's where me. we reveal that Sophie is indeed a lizard person I wish I could do that slitty eye thing like the where my eye you know oh sure they go across like that there's like eyelids. a tiktok trend with that at the moment where like you use like this time warp thing and you can oh, make yourself oh. look like a lizard person we should do that because yeah. we've only got one tiktok <laughs> <laughs> links for these can be found in the show notes if we work out how to do it Yes. If you'd like to help the podcast grow, then spread the word and tell a friend about Not For The Dinner Table. And if you'd like to go one further, then please leave us a review wherever you found the podcast. That would be awesome, especially through Apple Podcasts. And we would really like a few more reviews. So please, 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 if you've got a couple of minutes after you listen to this. Please. You can follow us on our social media platforms on Twitter. At NFTDT. On Instagram. At not for the underscore dinner table. On Facebook. At not for the dinner table. Or on TikTok. At NFTDT. Yes. 
You can email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com where you can send us your listeners' stories, ask us questions, or send your recordings of our wonderful jingles. Please such do. as Not For The Dinner Table News and Conspiracy Fondue. Um, we need to post the words on our Insta. Okay, I'll get on that as well this week. The podcast is written and produced by... Me. And me. Excellent. And our logo was created by Kaylee, and you can see more of her work. <gasps> also, Kaylee is pregnant again, so massive congratulations oh, to Kaylee. She's going to have another little baby. She's got a beautiful flair already, and now she's going to have another little beautiful little baby. Oh, how wonderful. And you can see more of her work, not her children, on her Instagram, <laughs> at KCreatesDesign. Our music is by Chris Scott. And remember, everyone is welcome at our dinner table, except... Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) And also the Titans. Yeah, Titans, Hitler. Cheers. Shambhala's welcome, though. Yeah, oh yeah, all the Shambhala. (laughs) I want to be there. It sounds divine. I like saying it. Shambhala. Shambhala. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Still got almost a full bottle of Prosecco there, (laughs) Dave. The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh,